Welcome everyone to today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults by an autistic adult. My name is Philip King Lowe, the owner, producer, and host, and I am an autistic adult. Thank you so very much for listening. Today's Autistic Moment is always a free-to-listen-to podcast that gives autistic adults access to important information, learns about our barriers, and helps us discover the tools and strengths we need for self-advocacy. This first segment of today's Autistic Moment is sponsored by the Autism Society of Minnesota, Minnesota's first autism resource. The Autism Society of Minnesota has been serving Minnesota's autism community for the past 50 years. Visit them online at AUSM.org. Please go to todaysautisticmoment.com, to the new podcast episodes page, and the episode index page to get updates, download shows, program scripts, and interview transcripts. Interview transcripts are sponsored by GT Independence. You only have until 3 p.m. on Tuesday, August 10th to purchase your tickets to talk with Samuel J. Levine that same evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time about autistic adults and employment. This is an exciting opportunity for you to listen to a legal expert and strong advocate for disability rights for autistic adults and ask him questions. Tickets are only $10 a person. While all of the subscription offers get you many great bonuses, such as recognition on the website, new episodes, or the monthly moments newsletter sent to you by email, a free ballpoint pen and stylus, the podcast planning partners, subscription for as little as $15 a month will allow you to join me for monthly live virtual planning meetings to help improve the podcast and attend special live virtual events for only $5. When you become a podcast planner plus free pass subscriber for only $25 a month, you can get everything previously mentioned, only you will get to attend special live virtual events at no additional charge. So subscribe today. Go to todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash subscribe forward slash to subscribe now. I am pleased to introduce Autistic Voices Roundtable Discussions. The first installment will be on Wednesday, October 20th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time and the topic will be person-first language versus identity-first language. The Autistic Voices Roundtable Discussions will be a special live virtual event that will bring together six individuals on the autism spectrum to talk with each other about important topics that may or may not be featured on the podcast. The topics will include, but not be limited to, person-first versus identity-first language, ABA therapy, is it abusive, employment, stimming, masking, functioning labels versus support labels, healthcare. What will be different about these roundtable discussions is that the participants will be autistic individuals, 
so that autistic and non-autistic people alike can hear how we feel about these issues. If you are an autistic individual and would like to apply to be a participant in the first roundtable discussion, visit todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash autistic voices forward slash. All applications for the first roundtable discussion must be received by Friday, September 3rd. If this first roundtable discussion is as big of a success as I think it will be, I will begin hosting them on a bi-monthly basis beginning in 2022. It was less than a year ago when a person that I trusted decided to tell me that our friendship did not mean to him what it meant to me. In the course of the conversation, he tried to change my understanding of the reality of things that he said and made me the one who got things completely wrong. I admit my social challenges as an autistic can create some problems for me to understanding what someone might be intending. Just because I have those challenges doesn't mean that I never know what someone is saying or doing. It wasn't until many weeks later that I understood that my former friend was gaslighting me. Gaslighting is a form of manipulation and abuse concentrated on making someone doubt their own sense of reality. Gaslighting happens with constant lying and cover-ups, with actions that contradicts words and leaves the one experiencing the abuse feel like they have to defend their reality. Gaslighting can really eat at someone's self-esteem and begin thinking that they have no sense of reality. Autistics experience gaslighting by parents, family members, friends, teachers, therapists, supervisors, strangers, spouses, and many more. Gaslighting is often very subtle and passed off as harmless advice when what it really is is ableism in disguise. Gaslighting dehumanizes the autistic individual by promoting the horrible stigma that autistic individuals are incompetent at interpersonal relationships, jobs, and managing their own everyday lives. Lyra Coleman's is an autistic self-advocate from Texas and is known as the Neurodivergent Rebel. Lyric is the owner of Neurodivergent Consulting. Lyric works to help organizations and others understand where they fall short of being inclusive of neurodiversity. Lyric started their blog in 2016 and is the pioneer of the hashtag AskingAutistics, where Lyric addresses issues of burnout, masking, and many other controversial subjects. Lyric's writings have been published in Neuroclastic, and they have been a guest on many podcasts such as Sensory Matters and Sounds Like Autism. Lyric identifies as queer and non-binary. Lyric Holmans is the perfect guest 
to talk about the subject of gaslighting. After this first commercial break, Lyra Comins and I will talk together about autistic adults and gaslighting. Stay tuned. Today's Autistic Moment can be downloaded and heard on Anchor FM, Apple, Google Play, Breaker, CastBox, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and TuneIn. GT Independence is a national leader in financial management services for self-directed in-home and community-based long-term support. With self-direction, you have the right to live the life you choose, regardless of age or ability, in your own home or community. At GT Independence, our job is to help make self-direction easy. With self-direction, you make all the important choices, like who to hire, when to schedule support, how to manage your care, and even who to fire if things aren't working out. We take care of the administrative details, including Medicaid waivers, new employee paperwork, taxes, and paychecks. Founded in 2004, GT Independence is a disability-owned business that's proud to have assisted more than 25,000 people in receiving self-directed care from the safety of their own homes during the COVID-19 pandemic. By removing the increased risk of group living settings, self-directed care saved lives. To learn more about GT Independence and how to self-direct care in your state, visit www.gtindependence.com. Welcome back, and now it is my privilege to introduce Lyric Holmans as we discuss the topic, Autistic Adults and Gaslighting. Lyric Holmans, thank you very much for being on this episode of today's Autistic Moment, and I'm so grateful that you are going to talk with me about gaslighting. Uh, less than a year ago, I experienced some gaslighting from someone that I had put a great amount of trust in for a long time. And it wasn't actually until I had that experience that I started looking at what gaslighting actually is. Cause before that, I really didn't know what it was. And um, the way I think of gaslighting is that it's so microaggressive or even passive aggressive that it often goes right by us without realizing what it is. And so I think it's important to help autistic adults understand what it is and also to understand what our barriers in it are as well as what our self-advocacy needs to be in this particular area because of how um, out of control it really is. 
because of its nature. So, um, so let me ask you my first question. I ask yeah. every episode, um, what important information do autistic adults and our caregivers need to know about with regards to gaslighting? You know, I think it's really important to realize that, like you were saying, it's so subtle that a lot of us don't realize it's happening until the end when it often becomes something really explosive and nasty and hindsight becomes 2020, right? And, right. and then even though some of us will go through it once, we might go through it again because, you know, we have to take the time to realize like there's a pattern. Um, and a lot of times, sometimes, uh, especially with gaslighting, I found that people that do this will often gain your trust first before they try anything shady a lot of times or before they show their true intentions to you. Uh, and so I find that I am very, very vulnerable to people that I trust, uh, which is scary because you know, I, I, and it's because I think I'm, I'm a very caring person and I want to uh, be a good friend. And I assume people are going to be very straightforward with me. A lot of autistic people were very straightforward. We mean what we say. We, you know, it's, it's it, what you see is what you get, like in, uh, to talk about internet terms, right? Because <laughs> I am such a nerd. Uh, but, you know, we, we sometimes it doesn't occur to us that somebody you're dealing with in life might not be as straightforward or might not have good intentions. Like when I was in high school and middle school, for example, I didn't understand that if I had someone that was, you know, they told me they were my friend, I thought they really were my friend. It was like, oh, if I told them my secret, they said they would keep it. They really were going to keep it. And it's like, that's not how kids are, you know, but I, but people, and then they would go tell my secret to everybody. But I didn't understand that people can. Uh, tell you one thing and have a different intention. Uh, I just thought everyone was like me and was very face value, uh, sometimes too much so where I'm giving too much information, uh, which is dangerous when you're dealing with someone that gaslights too, because they're like uh, looking for information on you. And if you give all that information away very freely, it gives them a lot to work on to, to manipulate you, which is, it, it makes a, uh, a lot of neurodivergent people can be really good targets for this. I think I find a lot of autistic people, I've done polls and they've said that they feel like a lot of autistic people feel like they are unfortunately have been or can be targets to gaslighting, which is scary. And because I've had this happen to me in multiple different relationships and contexts from romantic to even professional, uh, it's been my experience, which know is unfortunately why i know so much about this topic is through right. repeated painful personal experience and hopefully i can sh we can share what we know from what we've experienced and then it will um maybe someone else won't have to go through it or they'll be able to spot some patterns and see some red flags uh, before it's too late yeah does a number on your head it does so let's begin with a bit of a definition about what gaslighting is. Um, I'm looking at this image in my Google search page here, and I think this is a pretty um, accurate definition. Gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation and emotional abuse. The gaslighter avoids responsibility for their toxic behavior by lying and denying and making you question facts 
your memory, and your feelings. Basically, the gaslighter makes you feel crazy and confused. Know this now, you're not crazy. You're not, you're, no, you're, you're not, sorry. You're not crazy. You're being manipulated. And this toxic, this is toxic and not acceptable. I think that's a, that's a pretty good explanation. Yeah. That, that's, that's perfect. Yeah. So, and then there's a great article that I found on neuroclastic. Mm. Um, I found this one. This is actually dated in May of 2019, actually May 24th, 2019. And it's, an article that goes 50 ways society gaslights and stonewalls autistic people. And one of the things that I appreciated in there that I believe our listeners will really appreciate is that one of the ways that we are gaslighted is specifically regarding our sensory processing needs. Mm. So let's, let's talk a little bit, bit about that. Yeah. Oh, and I've I've written about this too. Like, and I I said, is it societal gaslighting? Is it unintentional gaslighting? Is it really gaslighting if people maybe don't even realize they're doing it? Like, for example, when I was growing up uh, as a kid in elementary school, I went to the nurse because I was having migraines in the classroom. Uh, But I was going to the nurse every day and didn't like school, maybe because it was overwhelming and gave me migraines. Uh, And so the the nurse was like, you need to go back to class. You can't come here to get out of class every day because they thought I was just trying to get a class. Uh, And the consequence of that was me continuing to have migraines and not realizing fluorescent lighting gave me migraines for the next 29 years of my life because I just thought everyone must be uncomfortable and I just need to tough it up. Uh, and, you know, and, and, and suck it up and be tougher about it because everyone is in the classroom because the teacher's like, or the nurse was like, everyone else is staying in the classroom. I need you to stay in the classroom too. And it's like, oh, everyone else can do it. Why can't I do it? And the nurse probably didn't understand that I really was in pain. This was the 90s. So, you know, early 90s. I don't think they knew anything about sensory processing or that fluorescent lighting could make people sick back then. So I don't think it was an intentional harm, but it was a great harm uh, that impacted me for the next 29 years of my life until I found out I was autistic and learned what sensory processing disorder was. And now like I almost never have my ring because I don't expose myself to those environments. Uh, But there are autistic people everywhere that have shared very similar stories or, you know, people just like, why are you so sensitive? Why, why are you complaining about that? That's not a big deal. You're making a big deal of nothing. And you hear these comments over and over again. And it's not just one person. It's like the mass of society as a whole right. echoing it over and over again. So, you know, one comment, but then it's reinforced over and over again, similar to like, if you're in a gaslighting relationship with an abusive partner who is repeatedly telling you their reality and dismissing your reality, and right. you begin to doubt your own reality. It's a very similar thing where a lot of autistic people, we think, Uh, horrible things about ourselves because we believe all the lies society has told us about ourselves and our experiences. Right. An example of gaslighting in terms of, of our sensory processing needs is when we're told you're not really sensitive to lighting. You're not really sensitive to that sound. That sound is not too loud. Everybody else can tolerate it. Why can't you? You know, 
or, you know, this isn't exactly what you think it is. It's just, you know, you're like, you can eat that food. You're just being intolerant. You're not intolerant, but you're just not wanting to be, you know, not trying hard enough, not trying hard enough. Yeah. That, you know, and, and we know that there are those doing that every day to an autistic person, child or, or adult. Let's talk about why that is so abusive. Why is that gaslighting? Well, I, I mean, when we think about, like, like I said earlier, it's like, it, it is, it is similar, like with gaslighting, you know, you have the abuser who is in, with gaslighting in a romantic relationship or in a business relationship. Like I've had a boss that was gaslighting uh, in, in the past. And it's like, they, you, you, you have facts and you have a reality and you come at them with reality. And they repeatedly over and over again, dismiss your reality and feed you their own reality. Right. And they invalid, they, they, un they make it so your val your reality is not valid. And, you know, they'll, they'll dismiss you with things like maybe they'll say you're crazy or you're sensitive or you always overreact or, and they may even like in a workplace, they may draw other people. Oh, so-and-so is so sensitive. They're always overreacting to things. They, you know, and then the, the, they can recruit people into their gaslighting, which makes it even worse because it becomes a collective gaslighting. Uh, and then, you know, if you, if you do believe the lies that are being fed to you, whether it's by a partner, a boss, a coworker, a colleague, society, you now no longer believe in your own truth or your own reality or your own version of the events that are happening in your life. And you know, the, the further harm for that is you become a, someone who has a lot of self-doubt in general, not just in relation to the events that you were gaslit on, but also into other events, you, you start to struggle to make decisions because you're like, can I even make decisions? I'm this garbage person because a lot of times they, people who gaslight you, you know, maybe not with society, uh, but in relationships, they, they put you down to elevate them. Right. Uh, and with society, often I think more times it's, they're trying to make themselves more comfortable because you've said something they don't really understand. So they're trying to dismiss it to make it go away because they don't want to deal with it. Um, and so they're like, they're trying to ease their own discomfort. Uh, so it, it's, it's the kind of, they are elevating themselves over you again, but not in as overt of a way. It's not as yeah. malicious, but it can have the same impacts of making you really doubt yourself and making you second guess and question your own actions. Um, right. You know, especially when it's repeated, like, by, you know, it's like, oh, one person doing it. You may think, oh, it's not a big deal. One person told them they were weird for complaining about that thing. Or one person told them it, they look silly when they stem in public. Uh, and, but really they've been told by 50 people that day that they're rocking is weird or because they were rocking like are you okay or is something wrong with you why are you rocking and it's like it's been 60 people that day at the end of the day and it's like there, I, there must be something wrong with me and my rocking by the end of the day you've got home you've heard it 60 times you right. know when it started with just one person uh whereas like you know in a reusive relationship it might be you hear it so many times a day from your partner or your boss or um yeah you know, it's just spread out by the masses yeah yeah Here's a few examples from that article by, um, actually her name, yes, her name is Tara Vance. It's the article, oh, yeah. 50 Ways Society Gaslights and Stonewalls Autistic People. 
And here's a few examples that, like I say, I, I want to kind of give my listeners a few. This is actually what it is. This is what it can sound like. But this is actually, you know, for example, when they know you're autistic, they invalidate you by saying that you can't understand basic things. Mm -hmm. And they recreate stories using the subtext they inferred and twist the narrative to claim you're purposefully upsetting, offending, inconveniencing, or provoking them. But they know you're autistic. Thus, they need to take your words literally, and you tell them to take you literally, and there is no subtext. And they still insist the subtext is there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's like, you said this. It's like, no, my exact words are this. I can yeah. tell the internet too. It's like, I know it's exactly what I typed in the box. Nothing more, nothing less. What you see is what you get. Like we said earlier, right? Right. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and then here, here's, here's a really great one. I think being treated like an adult child after disclosing <laughs> autism and getting the bless your heart treatment oh, or God. having people yeah. tell you you're doing great or being able to perform basic tasks. You know, it, it's it's another way of saying, oh, but you know, you're not really that autistic or something because you can do, you know, and this is why I especially insist on staying away from those functioning labels. I think those functioning labels are very much gaslighting, you know, in the sense that, you know, someone who's high functioning, they get told you don't look autistic enough you must not be that autistic if like, you know, because you can have a job or you can accomplish these things. You must not be autistic. That is a form of gaslighting. I would, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, it, uh, just, it prevents people that are able to mask or compensate or have coping strategies already in place that help them succeed in life. A lot of times, from getting the help they need or acknowledging that they wouldn't be succeeding unless they had those coping strategies or those skills or, you know, whatever supports they've acquired in life. A lot of times people who would be considered high functioning, like if you took away any of that, like if you took away, uh, you know, a lot of my supports, if I had to start working under fluorescent lighting again, I would physically become sick and unable to work. And I would very quickly be unable to hold a job and support myself and do anything in life really, because I would get so sick that I wouldn't be employable. And then I would be much lower functioning than I am right now. So functioning can really fluctuate and depend on different factors in life. And a lot of times, like if you uh, suddenly have a new demand in life or something changes or you lose a support or you lose a person, like all of a sudden, all of that can come tumbling down like a, the, the Jenga game, the game with the blocks, you know? After this next commercial break, I will come back to my conversation with Lyra Coleman's as we discuss autistic adults and gaslighting. Stay tuned. be great if everything fell in place. Sometimes our lives need a little rearranging. 
One of the most challenging times is when we experience a major transition, such as job exploration, moving to a new place, or simply when you are defining your path in life. During these challenging times, individuals can feel like there's a great river between you and where you want to go. Looking Forward Life Coaching helps carve a path to the destination that's right for you, then lay the stepping stones so you can accomplish your goals. Visit us at lookingforwardlc.org for more information. Remember to purchase your tickets by 3 p.m. on August 10th to attend the special live virtual event, Autistic Adults and Employment with Samuel Levine on August 10th at 7 p.m. Tickets are $10 per person, or you can purchase tickets for groups of four for only $7 each. Thank you for listening to today's Autistic Moment. Support comes from Minnesota Independence College and Community, a life and career skills program for young adults with autism and learning differences. Help a young adult take a step towards their independence and a vibrant life. Learn more at micommunity.org. Welcome back to my conversation with Lyra Coleman's on the subject of autistic adults and gaslighting. Let's go to my second question. Um, what are the barriers for autistic adults in terms of recognizing gaslighting? I mean, it can be, I think for many of us because of our, of our theory of mind, that can, you know, the theory of mind is being able to understand the perspectives and or uh, intentions of others. That can be such an issue for many of us who are autistic, that recognizing gaslighting, recognizing it as abusive, I think a lot of, I think the danger there is how, how quickly it goes right by us. Yeah. And just a quick note about, you know, the theory of mind thing. Um, a lot of, I think, you know, think about the double empathy problem, which is Damian Milton, uh, a lot of autistic, uh, neurotypical people, I think, unintentionally gaslight us, like society gaslighting, it comes from the fact that they can't understand our perspective. And so they dismiss right. our perspectives, because not only do we struggle to understand their perspectives, because they're coming from a different place. So like everyone assumes the their mind is how everyone else's mind works just naturally until you learn there are different types of minds. And then hmm. I went, Oh, whoa, life changing. Okay. But the neurotypical people who are often gaslighting me unintentionally about like my sensory needs and stuff, it's because they can't step into my shoes. Uh, and a lot of times I would get manipulated and gaslit because I assumed everyone operated like me. Everyone had good intentions. People were going to just be blunt and honest with me and nobody would be having ulterior motives. 
and so that would leave me very vulnerable to pe- when I didn't understand that that's not how everyone operated. Uh, self-awareness and awareness of neurodiversity and the different types of brains and how we all different uh, think and interact with each other. And I'm really obsessed with like communication since learning I was autistic because they're like, you can't communicate. I'm like, I'll show you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's just all of these different things come into play. Uh, so I think there's a two-way street and not understanding each other, not to right. put all the blame on us. <laughs> right, right. I think one of the core problems about gaslighting for autistics is that we see once again that those who are not autistic are determining the ways in which autistics should exist, live, or be. I think gaslighting is definitely a way of nurturing ableism. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, um, you know, gaslighting is an excuse to deny autistic individuals our dignity and opportunities to reach our potential as the amazing people that autistics are. Um, And I think because it's so passive um, and micro, I mean, microaggressive, passive aggression, you know, it's, it's the kind of thing that we may not see it for what it is at the moment. Again, because many of us are not, may not be fully aware of what somebody might be doing that again, that it, undermines our ability our, our our opportunities to um to better understand ourselves mm-hmm. to see ourselves in in a positive way and we know that i mean gaslighting is is a way of manipulating somebody as to how they feel about themselves yeah and and really <sighs> I think that if you look at the experience of autistic people being gaslit as a minority because the majority group doesn't understand us and minimizes and dismisses our experiences, you'll see this echoed and magnified in other minority communities as well. Like we have uh, the LGBTQIA2 plus community, same thing with people outside of that community dismissing their experiences and and invalidating them. Uh, We have the same issues similar with racism. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you know, and the interesting thing about the autistic people who are in all of those communities, how much of this, those people who are multiply marginalized are potentially being gaslit and how much of a mind screw mm-hmm. that is to like, the, you cannot be yourself. You cannot be authentic. Everything you do and say is wrong just over and over again in their lives. So yeah. it's like a multiplier effect, uh, depending on, you know, how, how much of a marginalized community you're coming from. And a lot of autistic people, because autism is every race, gender, ethnicity, you know, we're everywhere. Uh, a lot of us are really struggling with this. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, gaslighting, I think tends to affect the fact that, um, many autistics, myself including, we have our special interests. We have our ways of fidgeting or taking care of our sensory needs. We have our the things that we do that make us feel either comfortable or soothing or, or, or things like that. And a gaslighter is going to find a way to use those things against us rather than um, help us understand how those things are so important to us and it's okay that those things are important to us. Um, One of those barriers of gaslighting is how much it undermines 
those things we need, those things we do to better take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I think yeah. that's pretty, yeah, I think that's, you know, last, last question. And uh, this is, as I say, one of my favorite parts about, about hosting today's autistic moment. Um, you know, what steps should autistic adults and our supporters take to advocate for our needs? And I love giving autistic adults the power to advocate for themselves because I feel like one of the ways that we are heavily gaslighted, you know, is um, a statement made in a, in a previous show where someone says that the stigma is you don't know how to do things. And so, but autistics are actually very intelligent. We know a lot more about ourselves than we give ourselves credits for. Mm-hmm. But autistics do know ourselves. We do know how to care for ourselves and we need to support one another in that effort. So let's talk about some of those ways we can advocate for ourselves when it comes to gaslighting. Yeah, so you know, I think it's first really important uh, for autistic people, a lot of us have to do some self-healing, I think. Uh, I wasn't able to get better at stopping people from manipulating me and pushing me around to doing things I didn't want to do or that just felt wrong to me when I had less sense of like self and authenticity and I was less secure in myself and my identity Uh, and I like a lot of that was learning to have boundaries Um, and like asking myself, am I doing this because I think it's what's expected of me? Or am I doing this because it's what I really want? Right. Like over and over again. Uh, But then, you know, after I had started to build myself up more and started to like, really like, look at what do I really want? Because I had been gaslit so much by society, my job, other people that I, I just questioned everything. I didn't even know what I wanted anymore. Uh, And then, you know, I had to start back and like look at the patterns of behavior that are involved in gaslighting and learn to look for the red flags. And there's a lot of resources out there. And I, you know, I think we've got some resources. You talked about some resources already and we can probably share some uh, that are like red flags of gaslighting. So we don't have to go through and list all of them today, but really familiarize yourself with the topic of gaslighting, what it looks like. Uh, and how to like be become aware of how to spot it because autistic people a lot of us not all but many of us are really good at patterns and picking up on patterns we just have to know what patterns to look for so really study those patterns and help us learn those patterns uh, so that we can spot them out and if you're an ally even if you don't understand something when we're coming to you saying, hey, this doesn't work for me. This bothers me that I struggle with this. I, 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 I can't do this. Don't put in your two cents about it. Just listen and help support us with what we're telling you we need. Even if you don't understand the need, uh, we're mm-hmm. probably coming from a place that's you know, not, not a place that you understand yet. And some autistic people, a lot of times we, we know a lot more than we can convey in words. And so we may not be able to verbally explain in more detail all of those information to why to get you to understand. So we just need you to listen that and trust us that we're giving you a need. We really need what we're asking you for uh, and, and don't give us like the 20 questions and like try to talk us out of this thing. We've said, hey, I need this. 
right. <laughs> support us. <laughs> yeah. This is where I want to return to some points that I've made in several of my shows um, that I think is very important here. This is where knowing your own brand, make, and model of autism is so extremely important. Mm -hmm. I return to something I've said, and as I say, you need to be the expert about your autism. You need to be the person who knows your autism, who knows your autistic self, because you are the one that knows that better than anybody else. Um, and the thing is, is when you know your autism, you know your, you know, you know your strengths, you know your challenges, you know what you, and you learn about what you need to do to advocate for yourself when you're gaslighted. And the other part that I always like to talk about is the importance of telling our stories about what being autistic means for us. And, um, you know, one of those stories is how gaslighting has affected us. You've been very courageously sharing some stories about how gaslighting has affected you. And I think we do need to have more autistics telling that story mm -hmm. that I've been gaslighted and this is what that has done for me. And these are things that I have had to do to overcome gaslighting. Um, the other point that I m have not said on my podcast that I did say once in a presentation I gave about um, the importance of self-care uh, is that you are under no obligation to continue to place yourself in a relationship with a person that is abusing you. There are those of us who want to believe that, I shouldn't say want to believe, but somehow we are manipulated into believing or may have been manipulated so much we even manipulate ourselves sometimes into thinking if we're going to be happy we just have to put up with this particular relationship because we're not going to find any better we don't want to be alone we don't want to be put in these places where we're going to have to deal with sometimes the unfortunate things that happens to people that happen they're abusive they wind up having to go to places where they may not be as well received and I sympathize with that. But the point is, you can't, is, fix, is, them. Don't you can't try fix, to fix them. Don't try to fix them. You need to take care of yourself. You must take care of yourself. And part of self-advocacy is looking after yourself. If you're in an abusive relationship, you do not have to remain in the relationship with that person. You do not have to worry about taking care of that person. You must take care of yourself. This is part of the self-advocacy. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, part of the gaslighting is being manipulated into, well, you've got to take care of me because you're the one who's not understanding reality. You know, uh, no, we're not responsible for the abuser. The abuser is responsible for their own. Um, and if we don't take ourselves away from that individual who's been abusing us, there's always the potential that number one, we don't realize the abuse that we're being put under because oftentimes we don't until we're out of that relationship. Mm -hmm. And number two, that we have to take care of recognizing the abuse we've been through and what we can do to undo the messages that we've been told. You mm -hmm. know, 
um, because the message of gaslighting abuse is, again, you don't know enough about yourself to know what I know about you. When the person who's gaslighting uh, probably doesn't even have enough respect for themselves to realize what they're doing, you know? And I think we, as autistics, we need, <clears throat> we need to recognize that we do owe ourselves a self-respect to know ourselves, to tell our stories. And no, if you're in an abusive relationship, you do not have to remain in that relationship. Um, you know, you, you can get out of it. You'll be okay to get out of it, but you do, you do have a right to get out of it. After this final commercial break, I will conclude my interview with Lyra Coleman's followed by today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. Stay tuned. Support for today's Autistic Moment comes from Best Care Home Care Agency. Best Care offers PCA choice, homemaking, and 245D services throughout the metro and greater Minnesota. Visit their website, bestcaremn.com, to learn more about their services. Thank you to all of the regular and new listeners, sponsors, and guests who are making today's Autistic Moment a huge success. My first year has been going very well. This podcast is making an impact because of all of you. Our summer season will finish up with Autistic Adults and Interdependence on August 23rd with Zephyr James. Interdependence is best understood as relying on each other to create healthy relationships, family, and community building. The fall shows will begin with Autistic Adults, Dating, Romantic Relationships, and Sexuality on September 6th with Leah Bauman-Smith from Mad Hatter Wellness in St. Paul, Minnesota. On September 20th, Leah Bauman-Smith returns to talk with me about Autistic Adults. Let's talk about consent. Other shows in October, November, and December will cover topics such as coming out as autistic, transgender, and non-binary, relationships with other autistics, preparing for sensory unfriendly holidays, substance abuse addiction, substance addiction recovery, and internet safety. Remember to visit today's Autistic Moment for podcast updates, new and previous published shows, and to read about the upcoming Autistic Voices Roundtable discussions. Thank you for listening to today's Autistic Moment. Welcome back to this final segment. If you would like to find out more information about Lyric Holmans and what they do, 
please go to neurodivergentconsulting.org. And now let us conclude our time with Lyric, followed by today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. Before we wrap this up, I told you before the interview began that I was going to ask you this. How did you come to call yourself the neurodivergent rebel? Yeah. So uh, when I was first diagnosed autistic, I was 29 years old. So there had been a lot of names I have been called throughout the years being unintentionally gaslit by society that I was somehow wrong and uh, all of these things. And rebellious was one of those names I've been called very, very frequently. And it was not meant to be a good thing. Uh, but, you know, I also am a queer autistic person and in queer culture, there is a history of reclaiming things that have been used against you. And I thought rebel and reclaiming that would be a perfect way to empower myself with something that had meant to be bad about really summing up a lot of my neurodivergence. Uh, once I found yeah. I was just like, it was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm not any of these names that I had, society had told me and I had believed about myself none of this was true i am autistic oh my gosh and i'm adhd oh that explains so much more oh okay i can get on with my life now but you know i needed to redefine myself and that's me defining myself on my own terms and saying you know what yeah i am a rebel and i'm gonna give you heck <laughs> for it yeah absolutely yes yes i agree with that yeah yeah i mean um to wrap this up a little more gaslighting is a way so that a lot of autistics can be suggested that um, somehow we're irrelevant to society and what i really want to do through today's autistic moment is give autistics the information to explain our barriers and to talk about how to self-advocate so that we continue to say no we're we are not irrelevant to society we are not you know individuals just sitting in group homes or, or sitting in our rooms, just doing nothing. We are adding something to society just by being us, you know? Um, and, you know, part of um, advocacy for autistics is just um, making that case that, you know, we're autistic and being autistic is not bad. It's just we different. Exist, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we do deserve respect and we do deserve to give ourselves some self-respect. Um, and uh, but one of the tragedies of gaslighting is it tries to deny us that opportunity. And, you know, we're saying that, no, we don't have to accept gaslighting. We can say, no, we're not accepting it. We are better than this. We are more than this. And that's a good thing. All right. Uh, well, Lyric, thank you so much for being on today. Thanks for the opportunity. This was a great, like, really deep conversation. I like, I like the hard ones, you know, to get into the meat of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we need to do this because um, autistic adults, we really do need this, this heart of information. We need these hard questions to really come to a deeper understanding of ourselves and release ourselves from the effects of abuses like this. Um, that's why I feel this is so important. So, okay, thank you once again. Yeah, thank you. If you would like to read more about gaslighting, check out Tara Vance's article, 
50 Ways Society Gaslights and Stonewalls Autistic People. Another great article is Toxic Positivity, Gaslighting, and Tone Policing Autistic People. The final article I recommend is Autism and Gaslighting, Jolie Williams Speaks on All Things Autism. You can find the links to these articles on todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash adult links forward slash. Remember to purchase your tickets by 3 p.m. on August 10th to attend the special live virtual event Autistic Adults and Employment with Samuel Levine on August 10th at 7 p.m. Tickets are only $10 per person or you can purchase tickets for groups of four for only $7 each. Go to todaysautisticmoment.com forward slash LVE forward slash. Today's Autistic Community Bulletin Board. On Sunday, September 19th, 2021, the Minnesota Independence College and Community invites you to their fourth annual Independence 5K Run Walk at Donaldson Park in Richfield, Minnesota. Check-in registration is at 9.15 a.m. and the race starts at 10 a.m. Go to www.miccommunity.org forward slash 5k. Understanding Autism and Best Strategic Practices virtual class will be on Monday August 16th, 2021, starts at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Go to ausm.org to register. Send an email to Eric Ringenberg, that's E-R-I-N-G-G-E-N-B-E-R-G, at ausm.org for more information. Registration is now open to attend the virtual Autism Community Summit 2021 on Saturday, September 18th, 2021 from 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Go to ausm.org to register. If you have any questions for me, you can always send an email to p-k-l-o-w-e at todaysautisticmoment.com. Thank you for listening to Today's Autistic Moment, a podcast for autistic adults, by an autistic adult.